Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grovey of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting live from the KBEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. All right, good morning. We've driven from the far reaches of the county to be here today. Another live edition of Mortgage Matters. Brought Will Barnaby with me today. How are you? How are you? Doing great. Thanks for driving on down the hill. It's been a while since we had you on the show. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Been a little bit. Been busy? Well, you know, it's just tough to get up early on a Saturday (laughs) and drive in from Paso Robles. As you were just sharing with me. Yeah, yeah, I struggle with it. I do. Get all nervous coming in for the I, big I, interview. I have wake up anxiety. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. I get it. I get it. Um, well, thanks for being here. We got uh, a very exciting show. We've got a guest that's going to join us a little bit later. Want to tell us about our guest? Allie McGuckin. Yeah. All I can tell you is this. Uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people around town, a lot of the escrow officers and stuff, and they told me that, you know, she was one of the next big up-and-comers and that I had to, you know, meet her and start uh, trying to work with her. So, <laughs> okay, you know, she's uh, she's highly recommended. Let's put it that way. Great. Well, she's going to – Allie's going to join us um, here a little bit later in the show. Um, so as we open, though, we're just going to talk a little bit about the week in review, um, what happened, where rates are heading – what uh, didn't happen? <laughs> what didn't <laughs> happen is a definitely a an action packed news week. Um, we're gonna stick to economics. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. All right, I'll do my best. Um, but first, you know, just tell us what's been going on in your world here. You know, a lot of work, a lot of work. You know, like most folks, uh, you know, doing doing the job, and then also. Uh, you know, beginning of the year, trying to get back in shape. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, it is about a January that makes everybody want to do that. But. You made a New Year's resolution. It's called, yeah. it's, it's called November and December. Oh, God. Yeah. I think I ate enough cheese to, like, fill a lifetime through November <laughs> and December. So, you know. So how's the resolution going? Uh, you know, it's it's going okay. You haven't given up on it yet. No, that's no. good. We're six weeks into the new year, and you're still going. Yeah, you know, I do enjoy beer, though. That's that's <laughs> that's my uh, my big weakness. Beer and cheese apparently are the the two problems. Yeah. The two problems. How about you, man? What's been going on? <laughs> <laughs> you? Feel a on the, about me. I feel a little on the spot now. <laughs> talking about my fatness. Uh, you know, kind of the same. Getting ready to turn forty here next month. So oh, poor it's, you. It's a big year. Yeah, <laughs> you already yeah. been there, done that, right? I, I'm on my miniest anniversary of forty at this point. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we're working. <laughs> well, my birthday's never been a big deal, so I'm not not yeah. too worried about it. the big stress. Is actually trying to figure out what to do. Oh, I know. I want to do something. I know. But... You, you feel obligated to do something when really all you want to do is sit inside your house. Yeah, do what I always do. <laughs> Watch ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great night to me. <laughs> right on. Right on. Um, right on. So I was surprised as we were trying to work out um, having you come on the show last weekend. We were working it out last weekend for you to come on today, obviously. Yeah, while uh, you were on the air. That was you, multitasking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, normally you're up. Don't you go to the race that's out in the desert? The I do. Ultra four race. Yeah, I'm mean, usually I I was I would generally have been at the King of the Hammers. And what happened? Ah, uh, you know there was just a lot of illness going around. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, not me, but uh, you know, in the office at the house, things along those lines. So it made it a little bit difficult just to to leave at that moment. But gotcha. You know, if you've never checked out the King of the Hammers. Uh, everybody should do that at least once in their lives. It's out in Johnson Valley, yeah, it's down a south. Pretty, pretty amazing event. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's ultra four racing. It's these vehicles that are they can do rock crawling. I mean, yeah, the the travel on the suspensions pretty. It's probably about as t- big as me. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane. I mean, they have to be able to crawl rocks and they have to go 100 miles an hour through the desert. And uh, you know these. These vehicles are pretty – I mean, they're all obviously custom manufactured. Yeah. But uh, it's a great time. If you go out, though, definitely bring you know a quad or something that is uh, four-wheel drive capable. Yeah, so it's kind of like a big problems. camping – if you know, there's a lot of camping and RVing, and you know, racing. Obviously, yeah. There's be a, prepared for lots of engine noise constantly around you and dust. <laughs> you lots know, of and dust. dust. Yeah, because it is kind of cold out there this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's appropriate. Yeah. And you got to bring clothes for every season because I mean, it's been 93 in the day and two at night and so just to clarify you're not racing actually you're you're working on the cars yeah more more pit crew pouring gas changing tires things along those lines because believe it or not when you climb up mountains in a car your car often breaks oh they frequently (laughs) break and these things are built you know pretty strong but they're definitely breaking stuff you know if uh if you want to try it out or check it out uh, without the full commitment of driving out to the desert into this uh city that basically mm-hmm. appears in a giant lake bed out of nowhere i mean thousands and thousands of people giant uh-huh. screens um there's track races that you can go to uh, prairie city <laughs> up in sacramento there's a couple reno race there's some races that are relatively close where cool you know you can get beverages and sit in the stands and kind of watch but uh yeah <clears throat> some friends of mine have been racing in it for for quite some time there's actually uh three or four from our county that go um Gary Faravani, John Colliero, Phil Colliero, um, Junior, you know, so John John and Phil are the ones that got me into it. Those, they're great guys, but, cool. you know, there, there's a handful of others. This county's pretty well represented. Yeah. Um, apparently, we have a lot of people that like to build, uh, you know, very high horsepower, crazy 4x4 four four mm-hmm. machines and uh, go bust some stuff up. It's it's good, clean fun. Yeah, it is. Well, it's good, clean. Well, pretty it's, dirty. It's not really clean. <laughs> yeah. It's not really clean. You're pretty dirty. So I, that, that part was untrue. But no, it's it's definitely a great time. Um, yeah. And I'll, I I just need to get a bigger garage because I want a razor and, you know, to go play myself. Yeah. There. And we've got the Jeep and all that. But, uh, you know, it's good times. It's good times. If you haven't checked it out, it's definitely something you should check out. Yeah. Are they still doing the event around here locally on the dunes? The, the, what is it? The Huck Fest? Yeah, the Huckfest. The Huckfest is something completely different, but some right. of those cars do show up. You know, they do show up and they do, you know, I guess. Yeah, it's more just, of a, a jumping, like they're they're just going for yeah, air they, and doing the aerial acrobatics in their vehicles as opposed to long, you know, 100 mile race or whatever it is. Yeah, a couple hundred miles. But the, uh, yeah, it's more about just whoever yard sales their stuff across the <laughs> dunes is the one they that win. gets the biggest cheers. Right? <laughs> 
they they did start doing something uh, up an obstacle in uh, you know prior to the King of the Hammers. They've been inviting uh, they call them rock hoppers from back east, and it's just a crazy rock trail up uh, what used to be a waterfall. Um, I'd tell you the name of the the obstacle, but it uh, I know could be taken multiple ways. And uh, yeah, it's just a crazy jet straight up this hill, um, and there's you know five, six, seven foot stairs essentially made out of stone. But uh, these these East Coast guys, they don't care if they make it up or not. They just want to break stuff and have the crowd cheer, and it yeah. works. It works. It's definitely a fun thing to watch. You don't want to be too close because parts do fly. Right. But, yeah, it's good times. Good times. Cool. Well, good to get a little peek into your world. I hope you're now warmed up and feeling. Feeling good and comfortable. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Ready I'm feeling for the, the two-hour stretch here. Well, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think we're about to get a phone call here, so maybe we'll hold off on a on our first break of the show here for just a minute. Um, we did. <laughs> They're telling us to stop talking about me. <laughs> yeah, I just you know I think it's important to know uh, know a little bit of the background of who's on the show. Apparently, we don't want to hear about cars all day long, huh? Well, we just did that. We just did that. What does that have to do about the financing? But it's kind of we're trying to get, you know, the the well roundedness of you guys and what you do. Right. Besides, we have lives outside of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure if that's what she got out of that. But anyway, we will move on to finance. Regroup here uh, after we take a quick commercial break um, and, uh, and we'll dive in. To the meat and potatoes of the show, we'll talk a little bit about the weekly economic reports, how they've affected interest rates, and we'll get into some more real estate and housing news. So do stick around for more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's nothing like the euphoric feeling you get when you find the perfect home. The last thing you want is the embarrassment of discovering you don't qualify. It can actually cost you your deposit. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
Mortgage Matters is about to start. All right. It was an action-packed week in the economic world um, since, what, about two Fridays ago, we had seen some major volatility in the stock market, and um, it lasted through, am I right? No, it was like three Fridays ago now. Three Fridays ago was when the... um, when the employment report came out and the big news or so it seemed was that there finally some signs of wage inflation. We saw, um, you know, a part of that, that monthly employment report, we obviously get the headline unemployment number. Um, we get, you know, number of jobs added for the month prior, but then a key component that, that we've been looking at, that the fed has been looking at is wage growth. Wage growth has been stagnant for, Ever. Ever. (laughs) It's been a long time, about two decades now, it seems that wages have been pretty stagnant. And in this whole recovery process, we've seen the unemployment number return to a normal normal level, a healthy level, um, right around 4%. But the wages have just lagged. And we keep thinking that as we reach and as we approach and, and now feel like we have reached full employment or what's, you know, economically defined as full employment, um, that we should start to see wage growth as employers try to attract the best talent that's out there that's already got a job. So you have to do that by offering a better wage. And we just simply have not seen that until that January jobs report where we saw a 29 wage growth, 2.9% wage growth, which is the best we've seen in a long time. Yeah, you know, it's a supply and demand issue, you know, and there's so many people out there that are available for positions, um, you know, even though there's obviously a skills gap that's constantly spoken about, but in a lot of industries, there's a lot more people, there was a lot more people available than the positions that needed to be filled, and now it seems to be the tides are turning, so they're having to pay people a bit more and be a bit more competitive with other companies. Which is a great thing, you know. I mean, it, it it's definitely a sign of economic strength. Yeah, there was some speculation that I saw since that report that, you know, was that number, is that going to be a one-time thing or will this be sustainable? And, you know, the the rationale behind it potentially being a one-time thing was the, the tax cut that occurred just before the holidays, um, which led to several companies offering bonuses um, to employees, and was that what really factored into that wage growth number for the month of of January, or what, is there something else? Is there something underlying that's growing? Are 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 true wages, the actual base salaries, really growing? And uh, I, I guess that could yet to be seen, but that that's the wonder. Um, but we did see the stock market really react to that to that wage growth number. Yeah. You know, though, I know that there was, I know Walmart's a big employer. They're one of, they gave, you know, a a bonus out to some people. But there's a lot of people in this country. I I mean, I'm sure it had some effect, but Mm -hmm. I I can't, can't see. Seems like there should be, there's a bigger trend that's affecting that number. Yeah, there's got to be additional things, you know, 
that are adding to that. Sure, sure, sure it had an effect, but I'm not sure how big of an effect it could have had. Even though the companies are, you know, fairly large, you know, I also think Apple was another one. That, yeah, that AT&T, you know, there are a bunch of the big name yeah. companies that made public announcements, but I'm sure there's there's lots of other stuff that didn't go announced. You know, we don't, you know, Central Coast Lending doesn't make announcements when we do oh, wages. We don't, we don't make CNBC. <laughs> we don't do national press releases about our bonuses and wage increases. So I'm sure there's a lot of other companies like yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not getting interviewed on Fast Money or nothing. No, no, it doesn't happen very frequently. But it's been so long overdue and was great news. But the stock market all of a sudden reacted that, oh, my gosh, inflation. The yes. Bigger picture inflation. Um, this is a sign that, that it's going to start to increase as well. And in inf- more inflationary times, you use higher interest rates to kind of temper the the inflation yeah the growth and and that so that's we saw amazing volatility not this past week but the week prior with multiple thousand point days in the stock market and then as that week ended it was like okay is this going to keep happening um we saw about a 10 percent correction in that week um so the spec you know the wonder was what's going to happen this past week is there going to be more of the same are we going to start to start to just get back to normal and and see more normal volatility and it seemed like it it, It was mellowed out a little bit it was more normal but i definitely wouldn't call it normal even though there weren't thousand point swings you know up or down or combined um you know even friday i was watching it and you know you you could move 80 90 points in 15 20 minutes you know which I know it happens, but it's not super frequent. And uh, even Friday, we were up, what, 235 and then down to zero, then back to 90. You know, it traded in a tighter range, but the movements were still insanely quick in from what I was observing. And yeah. I got the TV over my desk, so, I mean, I, I see it pretty consistently. For someone who doesn't follow this stuff every day, what typically happens in a trading day on Wall Street is the market kind of opens up and tends to stick with the direction it started in. And and it's usually just you know it slowly moves in a in a direction or or a very small trading range, um, but we've seen things where they you know starts negative goes positive comes back negative. I mean it's just yeah. all over the place, and that's that volatility which Wall Street traders actually love because those are ability to op- make money. Yeah, opportunities to volatility to creates profit. money. Yeah, yeah. So they really they really like that. Um, it's, Us a little less. Yeah, it, it really um, it really affects the the bond markets in a volatile way as well, which is it it's difficult. You have to rates are changing. We get rate sheet updates, interest rate updates all day long, going up and down and up and down, and yeah. it's it's hard to follow. But at the same time, you know the average everyday consumer out there doing a mortgage or buying a home shouldn't care too much. I mean, these are pretty minor changes in the grand scheme of things but for us it's a little stressful oh it's undoubtedly stressful and you know it 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 seems like well i shouldn't say it seems like it definitely is uh the market can't find a direction there's obviously conflicting information um coming in and you know i think the market fears higher rates at this point they've been long they've been down for so long that any sort of change upward is definitely something that they fear 
And, you know, it, it definitely moves the market. You know, you have an inflationary fear, um, even though they've been trying to get some inflation in the market for some time. At mm-hmm. this point, now that it's here, they're a little nervous. <laughs> right. Right. The rates start to go up, which is something that everybody's been, you know, pining for and wanting to have happen um, because they say the ones we had were somewhat unnatural. But when it does start to occur, they get, you know, they get quite a bit nervous. On the other hand, the earnings reports and other things, you know, seem pretty good. So you've got a lot of conflicting information and direction, and it's pretty obvious by the yo-yo action of the market that, you know, nobody really seems to have a firm grasp on what's going to happen, or there's a lot of people that just disagree. Yeah, I think there's worry that, you know, we've been under the inflation target, which the Fed targets about 2%. Yeah. Um, inflation as as a good number, a healthy number that keeps money moving, keeps the economy rolling. Um, but you get a little too hot and that makes everyone nervous. So there's worry that we've been under under target and that now that we're showing signs of reaching where we want to be, that we could shoot right past it with all the, you know, the new money introduced into the economy in the last decade that you know, is there a possibility that we just shoot way over the two to three percent target and start having four or five percent inflation? Yeah, it's it's kind of odd how good news is always also bad news, <laughs> right. right? Because you, you, we were just talking about wages going up, and even that's inflationary. You know, all of a sudden people can afford to spend more money. It it helps you know boost the inflation rate. And on one hand, the market reacts very excitedly. On the other hand, they worry about the consequences of it and they act negatively. So. You know, we're going to be in a strange time. And like you said, though, the volatility definitely calmed down. But I don't know that I would say that uh, that it was normal. I, 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 in my opinion, I just think that the moves were happening so quick. They were just in a much smaller range, which is obviously better than, you the know, wild almost a 12, ranges. an almost 1,200-point drop yeah. where people thought the sky was falling that one day. And We did have a couple of the, the big inflation reports come out this week. Um, we had the consumer price index and the producer price index, both of which were on the high side of expectations. So that might support that the wage growth number was in fact a a true trend. metric and and trend of of base salaries increasing and not just one time bonus issues or things like that. Um, we saw producer prices were up 0.4 percent. Um, and we saw consumer prices were up 0.5%. That's, you know, we, we track this number pretty frequently. That's, that's one of the bigger consumer price increases month over month that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and 0.5% doesn't sound like it's a lot, but it is. Yeah, it annualizes out to 6%, 6% yeah. growth, and that's well over the inflation target. Again, Fed is looking for inflation around 2 25 maybe as high as 3%, but that would probably be on the high side of what they'd like to see. Um, so so that's, a, that's a good number. Producer prices, again, those are the, that's the price for the, the store to get the product on the shelf. You know, it's all that, the, the production and the shipping costs, getting it you know, nice and faced up on the grocery shelves or wherever you are. And then the consumer prices is what the consumer is actually spending um, for that basket of goods. So we're we're seeing both numbers on the high end. So it seems like I'll be really interested to see what that March jobs report looks like to see if the wage growth component continues. Yeah, I would too. You know, and, and some, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just kind of nerdy, but I think sometimes that, well, I'm curious. 
how much the online marketplace is affecting, you know, inflation. Because, sure, the you're talking about getting the product to a store and getting purchased and all those other things, right? But, you know, if you're shipping directly to consumer, I don't believe that those, that information or that data, the, the cost of that is in that number. So sometimes I'm kind of curious just to think that maybe the changes in the market have held down some of the inflationary. I would believe indexes. that. I mean, you got to think that bef- before the internet, that the internet shopping really took hold, people would go to their local store. And, and really when you're measuring inflation, you're measuring the product, the price of the product on that store's shelf from month to month to month to month, because that's where you go to get the eggs or the yeah. whatever. Um, now, now you can get eggs on Amazon. Well, yeah. Now <laughs> there's such a competitive marketplace where you're not necessarily going to the same store each time for that, that good. Yeah. Um, now there's, that does factor. Maybe the one store, may, maybe each store has this actual inflation in that product, but because of the way, the landscape has has broadened so much that now you know one store has it on sale so you're buying it over there this week but the next week the other store has it on sale you're getting it over there and so really you're always getting something for the nice rock bottom price and you're seeing less wage or, or less of the product inflation yeah, i don't know I, I i can see that it could have an impact yeah i mean and i i don't know i'm just curious to see if, if that has an effect or has that been playing a role in keeping things down because undoubtedly it's come on strong the last few years we've kind know? of talked about this a few times on the shows and especially the brick and mortar stores especially with grocery stores yeah i don't i want to go down there and i want to look at the eggs and make sure they're not broken Oh, I'm with I you. I want to make sure that the <laughs> that the uh, the lettuce is not brown. Yeah, I'm with you. Know? You. And so, to me, it's like I actually want to go to the grocery store and pick out my food. No, I, I understand, and I'm I'm yeah. with you on that. But you know, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, if, if they're selling yeah. everything at a super tight margin, yeah, yeah, and more and more stuffs being bought there, you know, with food, obviously, I'm with you. I want yeah. to see it. Yeah, but I, I keep you, using food as, as an yeah. example. I think yeah. I just I yeah. skipped breakfast this morning. Yeah, so well, maybe that's right what now. it is. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm a little hungry too. But I tell you what, there's very rarely a day anymore where I don't show up to my house and there's not a box with that little smiley face sitting on my front porch. Ah, I mean, I don't I know live, if it's just yeah. me, but there's an awful lot of those boxes that show up at my doorstep with stuff that's usually not for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... A, <laughs> Never for me. <laughs> there you go. And it rarely stays in our house very long. It's kind of like this like trial period of stuff arriving. Yeah, yeah. And then like three quarters of it gets returned. It's really uh, weird. Yeah. I don't understand it. They uh, have a pretty decent return policy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to take a, another quick break here and um, we'll figure out, are we going we gonna to switch things up here? Have Allie join us? Absolutely, let's do All it. All right, I think we're gonna we're gonna switch things up uh, when we come back from this quick commercial break. Please stick around for more Mortgage Matters. I need cough. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling five four three eight eight three zero or eight hundred five four nine fifty eight thirty two. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts. 
experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Landing. Central Coast Landing is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. so sad you had to interrupt the highwayman. I know, sorry. <laughs> Love that song. We're only allowed seven seconds, right, Jim? Uh, it's something about, well, it's a little longer than seven seconds. <laughs> but, uh, I count slow. It's about a 45 seconds to a minute. Then you right. got to kind of start fading it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're back, and we've, we're joined by Allie McGuckin. Hi, guys. Hello. Are you making your radio debut today? I am. Oh, well, welcome. It's very exciting. <laughs> I bet. Very exciting. I will point out right now you got a great voice for radio just from hearing those few words. Oh, why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's a pro. He was, are you still an on-air personality? Uh, oh, just, besides, obviously, on our show. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the, I, I've been on, Strictly behind the scenes now? Pretty much right now, but I've been like on all the different radio yeah. stations in this area. Yeah, you definitely Pretty, have the voice. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, KJUG, KZLZ, Sunny Country, all of, all of them. How many years now? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 20? 20 years. 25, all yeah. Right. Oh, so you went yeah. to like that 80s early morning yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, making the funny sounds yeah. shows. Official voice of the fair now too. Oh, nice! Yes. <laughs> nice. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah. Get to see Garth Brooks for free. Oh, there you twice. are. Twice. Hey, I was there. <laughs> I was there at the Garth Twice show. in one night. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I heard so. that later show went 
pretty late. I was at that later yeah, show. Were you really? I was supposed it to be at that later show. It started at midnight. Yeah, I was. I was. I was fairly <laughs> fortunate. I I went to the earlier show, got in my car directly after it, and went fishing down in the channel. <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, so by three in the morning, I was on a boat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody decided they didn't want to clear out for the second show, so, so yeah, going and take them out and. I wasn't thought they could linger and catch it again. That's it. So that kind of held it up a little bit. Yeah, you had to play strong arm and push them out of there. We did. Right on. Well, I didn't, but (laughs) (laughs) I just stood back and watched security do their job. (laughs) All right. Well, back to Allie. (laughs) Right on. Right on. I was like, why am I here? Yeah. So it sounds like if this real estate thing doesn't work out, perhaps radio's in your future. Radio's the next, yeah. The fallback. (laughs) All right. So tell us um, where, what, um, what firm are you working with right now? Uh, Realty Pros in uh, Paso. Uh, Yeah, it's a new firm. Um, Great family we got going there. Uh, I've been working there, gosh, for. I guess since November, but I've been a real estate agent for only about three years now. But prior to Realty Pros, you were with Century Twenty One. Century Twenty One yeah. up in Paso as up well. Up in Paso as well, yeah. But your your business I'm is taking you place. all over the county. Yeah, yeah. From Paso, actually San Miguel to uh, San Maria, yeah, constantly. We're always on the move. Um, no, it's all been good this year. Good. It's really flowing. Has have you seen the typical? seasonal trend in real estate this year has it been slow through the winter time and now starting to pick up or is have you just cruised right on through the holidays no it has been a little bit slow through the winter everybody's kind of been waiting to make that jump into selling so there's been uh not that much on the market but it is definitely showing signs at least this month of everything picking back up just as usual um obviously still going to be a seller's market but Mm -hmm. uh, really everything is starting to pick up prices you're feeling as far as you know there obviously there's lots in the national media local media about housing prices and affordability and you know things like that are are you feeling that there are people who are finally more willing to to list property now or is there still reluctance in that side of it uh yeah, I mean, I still get the the worries from everybody, uh, people that went through the crash. I mean, every time I talk to somebody that's gone through that, they, you know, have a little bit of a pause. But everybody is is really starting to get a move on. And I think 2018 is going to be a really banner year for everybody coming back and finally feeling comfortable and wanting to get a move on. And, do you, do you think that there's more younger people starting to purchase homes? I mean, oh. for a long time, the conversation was, you know, millennials. millennials aren't buying houses. They're living with their parents. They're going well, to and investors are really dominating the market. A lot of cash buyers, a lot of investment purchases for a long time. That seems to have really slowed down, at least according to national data. I think I, I read something where in 2017, um, I want to say it was... It was somewhere around 88% of purchases were, were using financing. So a really high percentage, which should indicate that cash buyer, that investor is not as prevalent in the market as they once were. Oh, they're still there. They're, they're, they're still there. there. Uh, uh, I am seeing a lot of millennials, or not millennials, but yeah, younger, younger buyers for sure coming into the office and getting, gotcha. you know, getting phone calls. I, I don't know what ages each generation are, so I always hesitate to say millennials. But that's that's always a, I am technically a millennial. I'm on that borderline. I of think the millennial generation started. 85. 
Yeah, I was going to say 80 to 85-ish, depending oh, on... Because there, there's now a term for the... Which I am a part of, which is kind of like the in-between. Mm-hmm. And it's like a eight-year period, mm-hmm. and I forgot what they yeah, call Yeah, they just it. created a new name for what, it. Yeah. What What are you? You don't know. It's a little gap, and I forget what they called you guys. I, I, I just read it. It was like too. basically it was describing the people that had enough exposure to technology in their childhood that they get it and are comfortable with it, but not so immersed in it that it's like they head said, down on the phone all day long every day. If you started out with apparently, a major, yeah, apparently those of us who did <laughs> Oregon Trail in elementary exactly. school, we fall into that eight year yeah, little apparently I do not, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pre pre whatever the heck you're yeah, talking about. A little just a little bit. Just a little bit outside. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> No, definitely seeing uh, younger buyers making a move. Um, uh, I mean, the past three that I've worked with have been under the age of 25. So, I mean, that's definitely showing you right there where... Well, that's a good sign. I mean, that's a good sign. Eventually, I I was just kind of curious when they were really going to start to come back in. I've seen the same thing, which Mm -hmm. is kind of why I've asked. I've, I've seen a lot of people that are a lot younger that are coming into the market and purchasing things. Sadly to say, some of the kids that I coached in youth soccer <laughs> have now come back and started purchasing homes, which makes me feel great. But, you know, it, it's it's a good sign that the market is getting healthier now that there's more people participating in it. So so let's let's talk about that buyer a little bit. What kind of property are they looking for? Are they looking for that workforce housing close to the... You know, the center of town, walkable and all that? Or are they looking for more traditional homes and neighborhoods with big yards and stuff like that? Uh, I'm seeing traditional, um, you know, right in the middle of the median house price. Um, I mean, I, I'm actually surprised at, you know, what everybody's able to get and everybody's getting it. And it's really uh, exciting. Um, the neighborhood, the typical neighborhood, um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Uh, the typical neighborhood that you would think of is like what this, I see millennials going for. What they what they grew up in. Just that suburban uh, yeah, neighborhood. Suburban type of neighborhood. Thing. Not, I'm not seeing like condos or downtown. Right in the mix of everything. It's just let's getting ready to start a family kind of mm-hmm. kind of feel. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if that is our area because you hear so much in national news about millennials and what they want, but I feel like a lot of that caters to the the urban the big urban centers. Oh, yeah, L.A., yeah. Yeah, San Francisco. Oh, undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. But in our area, what I mean, the people that I know that are younger, they want that. In fact, they they want more than just the suburban, you know, 7,000 square foot lot type of thing. They want to have the, the detached workshop where they mm-hmm. can have their toys and their tools and, you know, a little space. On at least a half an acre. Right, yeah. exactly. I also think that uh, they look to start a family earlier. I think you go down to L.A., the average person that's starting a family is probably into their 30s pretty pretty good into their 30s and it's a little bit different you know in the more rural areas i think but central coast has a really good i mean family vibe it does it's just a community place yeah i mean who wouldn't want to start a family and grow up here (laughs) yeah i've never lived anywhere longer i was a military brat so i grew up moving all the time this is the first place I ever stayed for any length of time and don't plan to leave. So it's undoubtedly got a good feel for it. People, mm-hmm. the families, there's stuff to do for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's constant activity, you know, and I can see how it's changed just since I've been here. It, it's it's really got some stuff going on. I think this area is going to continue to grow. 
and the fact that uh, that younger people are starting to come in and, and purchase is is great because for a while there, mm, yeah, really not so much. Yeah. <laughs> really was kind of people my age or older, or, you know, in that range, and it's good to see. I've I've noticed the trend too. There's a lot of younger people in there. They were know. getting pushed around a little bit when the market was so depressed there the values were down so much and i think the more experienced buyers saw that and saw this opportunity and and got more aggressive with their offers with and and just you know having that lifetime to accumulate more cash reserves and things to put down on a house it made them a more attractive offer to the seller whereas we see a lot of the younger buyers doing a minimum down getting a gift from family members Um, doing those things that as a seller just doesn't look quite as attractive or, you know, at least you're coached sometimes, I think, by your agent to to believe that's not as an attractive or competitive of an offer. There's more risk in it. Well, uh, depending on how many offers are on the table, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts as an agent when you see uh, m- multiple offers, you see, you know, a larger down payment, you see one that's, you know, like a zero down VA loan or a you know, a minimum down FHA loan, does that, do you, does Oh yeah, that, uh, that question. You? No, the question definitely comes up with what would be the best to go with. Um, and usually all of our sellers, I mean, they, they pretty much know where they, uh, they know where they want to go. They, they want to sell the house. They're willing to go with the extra little bit of risk of, um, you know, having somebody that has zero down or somebody that is getting a large gift from a family member uh, just to make it work because they're wanting to move on to their their new home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do coach people on, you know, looking at all the offers and kind of taking it into consideration. But um, honestly, I, I haven't seen a lot of bidding wars going on lately. I mean, one or two offers, but there's okay. always a big difference with the counter and it's obviously a, an obvious winner usually coming out. So, so far. Yeah, not usually. like the middle last summer where there's multiple. Yes, right. it was bidding war central, but right now it's just kind of. Yeah, it just kind of calmed down. I'm kind of curious on the properties. Are you seeing properties that have deferred maintenance still? I mean, I know the inventory is slightly lighter mm-hmm. than normal. Or are you seeing, you know, a pretty normal spectrum of properties in the market or is there a certain type of property that seems to be on the market at this particular moment in time? No, honestly, it's it's pretty same spectrum as normal. Same uh, normal spectrum? Yeah, same normal spectrum. I'm not cool. seeing really anything different yeah. popping up or one specific type of property opening up more than, I mean, more I see others. a lot, everybody's looking for the you know the acreage or the ranch yes the ranch with the yeah it's the know. new mcmansion the ranch yeah, yeah yeah we went from the mcmansion to the ranchette now <laughs> yeah it's know. not so much about the house as much as having a little bit of space i, uh, I understand i spend more time outside of yeah. my house than, same here in my backyard is uh that's that's my space <laughs> right that's your man cave yeah, yeah. everywhere else <laughs> just got a really tall ceiling not my space <laughs> <laughs> At some place I'm allowed to visit on occasion. It's your retreat. Yeah, yeah. Retreat. Yeah, go out, go out back and turn up the radio, yeah. and you know that, that's where I'm allowed to do what I want to do. So you, you can have the stove. 
Keep your hands off the barbecue, though. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Right. Well, you know, I, I have to have multiple barbecues. I mean, I've got a smoker made out of a wine barrel, a barbecue to just sear stuff real quick, and then, you know, the the wood kind of barbecue. You know, you, you got to there, – there's a lot, of good, right. a lot of good things going on back That's there. The guys, the barbecue. <laughs> I wouldn't right. dare touch my husband's barbecue now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think it evolves. All like the older men in my family, they they used to be the barbecuers, and then somewhere along the way, they got lazy, and now all the women <laughs> have taken over. They're, they're the doing barbecuing. Yeah, I think it happened sometime around like sixty. Oh, is that what it is? Sixty, and then yeah, I don't know what it is. My dad always was the barbecuer, and oh. now he doesn't. It doesn't I don't do even it. know if he knows how to do it anymore. Oh. Barbecue parties are my favorite parties. I know I don't really have to do much. My husband's cooking. He's got a vision. There we go. And oh, yeah. I just sit back and relax and it's, entertain. It's it's a beautiful way to spend an afternoon. I agree. I agree. Surrounded by food and beer. <laughs> <laughs> so did you I'm, – I'm looking at a couple listings here. Did you bring – a couple oh, hot properties to talk about? I did. One property that I really am excited to talk about is um, 296 Ardath in Cambria. Ooh, uh, I love Cambria. I know. It's so beautiful. Uh, it's a six-bedroom, five-bath going for a million. It's a little over 3,100 square feet. Six-bedroom? Six-bedroom. It was uh, renovated. It was um, originally, I think, three bedrooms, and then they, they added on a whole new part of the property, and it's huge. It's a... It's beautiful. Um, yeah, we have a whole video of it if you want to check it out. I kind of do. <laughs> a whole, yeah, 296 Ardath. Yeah. Is it six bedroom all in one it's, structure or are there multiple? Yeah, no, 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 it's six bedrooms all in one structure. It's uh, nicely laid out. It's um, almost like you have a kind of master bedroom retreat where it, uh, Oh, No, yeah. that's not it. No, wait, what's the address? Two nine six eight. Two nine six eight. We missed Ardath. a digit there. And yeah. on YouTube, it's a, a nice little drone video that I did. Oh. And uh, you flew the drone yourself. Oh. <laughs> so talented. I know. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a jack, a jackie of all <laughs> trades, and, and very modest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very talented. I know. I know. Thank uh, you very much. much. Yes, yes. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> no, it is uh, the six bedrooms. There's Three bedrooms tucked away in one specific part of the house that's kind of like a master bedroom with its own living room retreat. Everything is separated. And then another... Um, it's like different wings of the house? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Kind of. Uh, it's very... Hmm. Six bedrooms. Oh, man. Six bedrooms. You're checking it out? Yeah. Um, Haven't checked out the video yet? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. They can't really see that on the radio, though. But, uh, yeah, I want to check no, it out. I just wanted I'm to hear nosy. you say, ooh, and, ooh, ah. and look ah. at Look at those shots. <laughs> In addition to watching ESPN at night, one of my other favorite hobbies is to just check out the interior photos of all the listed properties in the area. And I find so often that when I, I look at places, I just like, ah, that would have to be changed. This would have to be changed. You know, nothing's ever exactly how you want as it. I wish it would be. Not even there's very rarely anything that's even kind of close, and a lot of it has to do with just the flow. Because I can see past the cosmetics, uh -huh. and I know that the cosmetics can be done at my own speed or something. It's not I don't care if the tiles you know blue and I want it to be green or whatever. I can that can be changed at some point, but it doesn't change the functionality. But it's that flow, so, you know. It's, the flow of the layout. It really, that's the thing. Because then when you, the flow doesn't work, it, it you, then you start needing to make structural changes. 
You know, you start to your your home then needs to become a construction site in order to make it work <laughs> for your style of living. And Dan's lived in a construction and site. And I've so done far. that. I've been there, done that, and don't ever want, want to do, to do that again. again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just it. I, but then I see some where it's like, oh, recently remodeled, and so there's already been this money invested into the property, and the price reflects that, but it's still... Not well, the layout yeah. that you... And that's a hard for. thing to overcome, I think, as a buyer sometimes. In all fairness, and while I love Dan, he is a tad bit particular. I am. I do have very <laughs> specific ideas of what a home should have. But I tell you what, my wife also has that hobby. Of looking through every single listing on the MLS. I mean, you know, we just bought a house like two years ago now. But it doesn't stop the curiosity of what else is out there. Oh, no. She looks – I mean, it's it's definitely a topic of conversation on, you know, at least three nights a week. So are you guys looking to sell and buy? (laughs) (laughs) I know. She's hitting me up for a listing now. No, we're not. But she definitely does. I mean, I think it's something, well, that being said, also the HGTV or whatever those other shows are on, the remodel shows and the house hunters. and They get you hooked, for sure. And then you become this person that can remodel their house. I go to TJ Maxx, Home oh, yeah. Goods, and I'm just like, oh, yes, I can redo all of this. <laughs> I can there, sit there all afternoon and watch those shows. I yeah. know. It's, it's a binge-watching thing, isn't it? I, yeah, I, seriously. <laughs> now, have you started talking back to the television to give them advice? Because this, this actually occurs. <laughs> yeah, this, this oh, occurs in our house. before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Hey, come here, Will. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. The rewind button's been a bit, <laughs> yeah, no. played a big uh, role in, in life lately. Yeah. Well, and then even in bringing that up, I, I think it's my, my point is that buying a home is not a process of finding the perfect home for you. It's really more of a process of elimination. <laughs> Um, you know, eliminating the characteristics of a house that truly do not work from you from maybe just the cosmetic features that you would prefer were different. And it's going through that exercise and setting some realistic expectations. Process of of elimination. Yes. I mean, most buyers start off with that dream of exactly knowing what they want, how they want it. And we go on a six month, you know, year long process of searching for that. And, I just have them kind of eliminate and kind of go for this versus that. And eventually they end up finding the home. And I have never had a person say that they settled, that, you know, that this isn't what they dreamed of. And, um, you know, they just figure out through the process of looking what works for them and what is worth going for and buying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you find that younger buyers um, have more difficulty with that process or is it just very by the person? It, it is very by the person. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this, like as I've gotten older and owned more houses, I undoubtedly know certain things that I love and don't love that I didn't know when I bought my first house. You know, there's things just from experience that, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, you know, I don't want to do that again. Just automatic disqualifiers. Oh yeah. And when I was younger, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, there's yeah. there's five sets of stairs in this house. Oh, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I love that. Now I it's love like, stairs as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, maybe one set of stairs is kind of my limit, you know, type of thing. So, yeah, I think you get a little bit more particular as you get older. Well, I, I mean, I got the people that are like, I want downtown close to walking distance to everything. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's great. Why don't I also show you this? 
Oh, out, I got gotcha. in the farm, you know, having yeah, and some it turns land. Out they like it. And it turns out now they have a farm and now that's like their living style. And, and they horse. have <laughs> no, yeah, they have like pigs and chickens and goats and uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, I live in a neighborhood, and the other night I came home to uh, – well, I didn't come home. I was at home. I opened my garage door, and there's a raccoon looking at me. Oh, you got a yeah. new pet? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> not, not quite a pig, <laughs> but he was just hanging out. And I'm fairly confident he'd been there before because he cared less that I walked into the garage. He just kind of looked at me like, hey, what's up, bud? <laughs> it was insane. Hey, Will, you're running out of grapes. <laughs> hey, you got you to you pour more of this yeah. cat food, pal. This ain't working out for me anymore. Yeah, I literally didn't care. I walked into the garage. I mean, tried to get him to go out. Eventually did go out, but not at a high speed. Just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> casually cruising out of here. He's like, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, leave me alone, man. Come on, it's late. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, not quite a pig, but anyway, I felt like I should share. <clears throat> we are. We have about a minute before we get forced out into the top of the hour break, so I know we have more time with you, but I did want to just give you an opportunity to share how people could get a hold of you to maybe um, learn more about that home in Cambria or any of the other properties that you have listed, or if they're interested in buying a home, how they could get a hold of you. Sure. Anybody can get a hold of me at com. I know that's a... Funny name. It's A-L-I-M-C-G-U-C-K-I-N, Realty, uh, dot com, and phone number is 805-490-2629. Um, you said Realty Pros is your firm. Where is the office located? Uh, office is located in downtown uh, Paso on uh, 10th Street. 10th Street? Uh, 10th Street, yes. Okay, uh, cool. New little office right next to, uh, across the street from the fire station. Uh, okay. Right by the movie theater and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so yeah, we do have about another. Well, we have just a couple seconds here until the break, but then we have another hour with you. Um, we're going to talk more about an hour with me. Well, we have another hour <laughs> on the show. Whether or not you decide to stick around is up to you. Um, but there's a, a cool program, a, a give back type of program that you offer, and so we'll talk more about that when we come back from this break. Uh, time to. Time to get a little extra coffee, maybe feed the pets, and we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. <laughs> Cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw plowing through the ragged skies and up a cloudy draw. Welcome back. Their brands were still on fire. So, Western feel today. Yeah, you know, Western kind of traveling, kind of. Hey, I love, I love both of those songs, and it's yeah. reminding me of the trail ride that's coming up. So, kind of, kind of get me a little excited. I'm about halfway through a Netflix miniseries called Godless. Oh, you know what? I've Have you seen it. I haven't seen it, but I've seen <laughs> some good. preview of it. Yeah, Godless, huh? Godless. I'm yeah. right in the middle of it. And I'm dying to know how it ends. 
It's really good. Yeah, and I, I pro- highly recommend it. The problem with Netflix is you can literally watch the whole season. Yeah. Binge watch a, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, at three in the morning, you're still watching <laughs> TV. Yeah. Got to get up and go to work in two hours. Yeah. yeah. But you know my least favorite thing is if you fall asleep, which happens to me. Yeah. It'll play like three more episodes, and then I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out what episode it's on. <laughs> you don't know where you left yeah. off? No, no. They all just seem like one. They really should make you <laughs> click a button to continue on to the next episode. But, you know, I wake up, and I'm like, well, am I on episode 9 or episode 12? Like, what's going on here? That's one of those things that happens after 42, Dan. It's like, oh, I'll sit down and watch two hours of, you know, a movie. And, no. I don't know, 20 minutes into it, it's like. You know, really, it's past bedtime now. <laughs> That's yeah. I <laughs> sounds like me. Oh, it's bedtime, so responsible. Oh man, because uh, I know my little uh, alarm clocks are gonna wake up. <laughs> yeah, you have a little oh, alarm clock. Yeah. How old are your kids? Three and five. Oh, nice. Yeah, they'll wake you up. They'll yeah, wake there's my youngest no is thirteen. They don't wake you. Up. Right. In fact, you have to wake them up sometime around noon. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are still joined by Allie McGuckin. She's a real estate agent with Realty Pros and Paso Robles. And we were talking a little bit about a cool listing. In fact, over the or during the break, we were checking out the drone video that your husband shot. Very talented. Yes. Um, it's beautiful property in, in Cambria. It's uh, on a half acre, six bedrooms, 3,000 square feet. Pretty cool. Um, but... And I, I saw you had a couple of other listings. So if you have any other, or maybe oh, no, that no, was no, just no, 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 no. Yeah, this is just. I, I mean, I have some upcoming listings that okay. you know, but I'm not gonna. I always there. love I hearing that stuff. That's you're like right in my wheelhouse there. Oh, of the upcoming. Yeah, up and comers. You gotta get. You gotta know about them early if you want to get on them. Get, right? get it. You know, <laughs> it's important. It's a fast moving market. Um, but you were telling us before we even got on the air today about a program. Um, Realty Pro Heroes. Realty Pro Heroes. Let's hear more about this. Yes, it's a twenty five percent back uh, commission. Uh, that I give uh, to veterans, military, firefighters, uh, state workers, healthcare providers, uh, just as a little gift and credit back to you. It kind of helps with sometimes, you know, closing costs, down payment, home improvements that are needed, um, little little things that come up uh, during the escrow that you are not, you know, not expecting, expecting, and you, you know, you have a little bit of a cushion there, so. Um, is yeah. this something, is this credit something that shows up on the closing statement? Yes. Is it, it's yeah, yeah. It transacting shows. through escrow? Yes. So it can be used for really any of the fees or costs associated with purchasing the home? Yes. Any fees or costs are usually in a VA if uh, kind of sometimes we hit those caps with yeah. the zero down and everything. Uh, they can go towards, you know, like a new carpet. Or, you know... Uh, a rate buy-down. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of good things you can use money Dan, for. Dan goes right to the mortgage. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to be buying down that rate with that yeah, money. Yeah. You're going to have a loan for 30 years. You better get... Uh, you know, I understand. You I understand. <laughs> no, it, 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 everybody loves it. Um, and everybody is really appreciative and seeing, you know, that extra couple thousand dollars, I mean, coming in at the end, it's it's a big help. That's very cool. Do you um, do you ever try to work on the the listing agent to have them help out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I offer or I kind of tell them that I'm giving them this. So a little you know. guilt. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it, it works sometimes, and sometimes people are like, "No, thanks, you're, you're good." <laughs> but um, 
No, definitely always try to and see what we can do. It's always, you know, I mean, it benefits everybody. So It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yep, and they're definitely a large group of our community. So there's a lot of people that uh, that qualify for that oh, yeah. type of discount, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I work with probably 70% veterans so or military. So it's wow. really, yeah, it's really that's out. That's pretty big. Is mm-hmm. that because of that program? Or? I, I, I believe so, and I think it's a good, um, I mean, I've gotten a lot of referrals from it because people have used it and then, you know, told their buddies about it. And How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing it for two uh, yeah, two years. Yeah, two years with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's is. a, yeah. That's... I don't know why I looked at you, Will. <laughs> like you would know how long, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were searching for a time period. And yeah, I, your eyes got scared. Yeah, like, I, don't know, know. I'm not sure. I know we did one a year and a half or so ago. Yeah, it was the first one I remember. Yeah, so about like, about two and a half years about two two and a half years been doing that and uh yeah it's been it's been really fun because it, it really does help out a lot of people that and and some people really need it yeah so yeah some people that was like the breaking point of them getting a house well a lot of people i think when when they think about buying that home they're so focused on that down payment number mm-hmm. right they need you know what is it 20 grand 40 grand 50 grand whatever that number is they're working towards that number to save but there's more there's more out of pocket required in a purchase. Yeah. There's there are title and escrow fees. There is an appraisal. There are loan fees. Um, sometimes there are repairs that are necessary in order to obtain the financing mm-hmm. or just to inhabit the property. Um, so there's there are other costs. And I think the general estimate of additional money out of pocket would be what two percent or so on a purchase. Yeah, like yeah. That's kind uh, of the, uh, the norm for when you're coming in with everything. But no, uh, I mean, especially with the VAs, um, you know, having that section two clearance that is needed. uh, Some people, you know, some sellers don't want to do it. And if I have this little extra bit of cash that I can, you know, help put towards that, um, then, you know, it helps. it It helps the transaction. It can really help the transaction. And you're saying 80-some percent you're working with as vets? Is that what you said? No, I said like 70. 70 percent? It's like military or veterans, yeah. That's very strong. Mm -hmm. That's very high. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and here's a question for you, just because you said that about the vets. Is there still an attitude that that loan, when you're getting offers, are they looking at that loan positively? Are they looking at that loan negatively? Because I know there was for a long, long time, there was a feeling that, a little bit of a negative. There was a negative yeah. a bit because people felt like, well, they there was additional costs that were put on to the seller. There mm-hmm. was a limitation on what, what the buyer could uh, pay. And it's not that that's changed, but the difference is the way the rebate structure and who they consider paying mm-hmm. you know, those things has changed. And a lot of that money can be paid for by bank rebate. Um and I'm just curious, like, has that attitude started to shift in the in the real estate or the um, realtors, or is it attitude still there with that loan? I mean, I I mean, from my personal experience, I would say it's shifted at least a little bit. I mean, I know that negativity that you were talking about, yeah. um, I, it was definitely seen prior, but um, it's starting to shift. Yeah, it's starting to shift. It's not as big of a deal, and I, I let all my VA clients, or yeah, know when going into it, you know, that this could be you know something that's less desirable if the, if we're in a bidding war but i try to come up with creative ways to kind of 
make it desirable. Make it di- more desirable. Yeah, in different ways. Like, hey, let's not ask for this because yeah. they're already going to have to give this. You know, let's gotcha, try to let's gotcha. try to make it work. And I always try to talk to the realtors that are involved, particularly you know the buyer's agent, and say, you know, if they start, you start to have a feeling that they're having this this attitude towards this particular product, have them call me because there's a, so much difference mm-hmm. from what it used to be to what it is now. And it's really not a situation where the the seller, at, for the most part, is going to have any additional cost involved. And, you know, I've definitely seen a major pickup in VA loans. I would say over the last two years, I've done more than too. I did in the last and 10 prior to jumbo that. Jumbo VA loans, too. Yeah. Jumbo VA loans have definitely had a big effect. Definitely had a big effect. What you guys are talking about, and for the listeners out there, is that the VA loan used to have very strict rules about the the fees that were associated with the loan. Yes. Basically, VA is concerned that veterans aren't paying exorbitant fees on the purchase of a home, so they would cap those fees at 1% of the loan amount. Yeah, and there was other things that were just unallowable yeah, you're for just, them to pay. You like, weren't allowed to pay the title fee or the escrow fee. One of those just simply wasn't allowed yeah, for the veteran to pay. Inspection. Yeah, they, they can't pay. Um, so there were certain fees like that that would just that typically were paid by a buyer that in a VA transaction were pushed onto the seller. And so that made that loan program a little less desirable. And I'm not sure when the change occurred, but now a VA, I, a VA loan's as far as the fee structure is very much like every other loan program now. Yeah. I've I can't tell you how long it's been since I've seen a fee pushed onto the seller as a result of VA financing rules. Yeah. I I haven't seen it in a long long time, years. Yeah, but and it's they directly cannot pay it still, but the reality is it's a government loan and on government loans there's usually, you know, rebate associated, which is money coming from the bank and they don't translate that into the veteran paying for it because they're not paying for it out of pocket and because of that it's pretty much the exact same i've i've not in a number of years had to go back and say listen they can't pay for this fee this is going to have to come out of the seller's side and you know like i said i'm i too am doing a lot of those loans and you know i participate in the heroes program as well and we give discounts for appraisals and things like that i'm very interested in making you know it known to people that that loan is is a great loan. It's not necessarily or more than likely not going to be any additional expense or burden to the seller. And uh, I do t- I feel also that that attitude is beginning to change. But it's any just opportunity- an education. It's an education issue, I think. Yeah. Um, for on the realtor side, if if ever a realtor's pushing back on the VA financing, I think that it's just, it's a matter of, of needing a little more education about it yeah. and the realities of of the fee structure and how it's going to work. Because it's not like it was a few years ago where sellers often picked up fees for the buyer that they wouldn't normally pick up in another type of transaction. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly the case. And any opportunity to say that publicly, <laughs> I'm going to take. Because yeah. again, I'm also experiencing a, a much larger uptick in the VA oh yeah i've seen that too it's really it's it's really interesting because it's not like the i mean we still have the same military bases around us (laughs) and all that so that hasn't changed but um maybe maybe it is just the change in fees and and the way they're applied that have produced an uptick but i've seen that and i've definitely seen the jumbo va loan increase as well what's really cool about va loans on larger home purchases is that 
at some point you do have to there is a down payment required once you get above the the, cap. the high balance maximum loan limit which in our county now is right. 620 or 5 I no it's it 615 now 615 oh. as of the first of the year the high balance loan limit in San Luis Obispo County has moved up to 615,250 so any amount above that the veteran is required to put down a 25% down payment of that difference. So if you're, say you're buying a, a $715,000 property, the difference between that high balance loan limit and the purchase price is a hundred grand. The veteran has to put down $25,000. Yeah. Basically what they're coming in with is the uh, VA guarantee. Yeah. Right. So anything under uh, six fifteen two fifty, the VA is fully guaranteeing that that can be a hundred percent loan. Anything above and beyond that, the veteran is coming in only with the guarantee portion. So they're replacing the VA guarantee on the monies above the 615-250. So yeah, there's there's no loan limit on a VA loan. You can buy this million dollar home in Cambria with a VA loan and you're just going to have know, to pay the yeah, roughly $100,000 down payment or something like that. Well, yeah, and the down payment is the down payment requirement is Far less than it would be on any other jumbo type of product. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a great product to use if you have the availability. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of the change, like you said, we don't have any additional, you know, bases. I don't believe we have a whole lot of additional personnel. I think a lot of the change in using that product is just attitude. And and some of it may be the fact that government loans became so well-priced and so affordable for, you know, some time. But definitely is definitely, I mean, definitely is definitely. Definitely is definitely. Yeah, you know, I just stumbled I all over those words. There was a loan officer learning curve, too, coming out of the the 2010 era um, when everything was a subprime or, you know, this other creative financing. Loan officers had to relearn some of the more traditional government loan products. And so as the loan officers have gotten more familiar with the rules and the way to apply some of these more traditional loan programs, they've become used more and talked about. I mean, the VA loan, when you line up different loan programs, that's the way. If you're a veteran, you want to use that VA loan program. Absolutely. No monthly mortgage insurance, you know, oftentimes zero down depending on the price. Um, It's just the best way to get into a home. Yeah. It's the, it's the best rate. Um, it's undoubtedly one of the better programs. And even, I mean, for the most part, there there is a funding fee like any other government product, but it's not something that, you know, you're necessarily coming out of pocket with. It goes on to the loan product. But if you have any percentage of disability on your DD-214 or your discharge at the time, you know, that too is waived. Like that goes away as well. So, you know, if if, if you have the ability to use that VA loan, undoubtedly that's something that you need to check out. And so if I'm hearing you both correctly, you both have different give back programs that you use on uh, for, for, v, yeah. for not just VA yeah. loans, right? It's for anyone who qualifies as a hero under your program. Yeah, is yours for different heroes or is yours strictly for VA? No, mine's veterans, military, police, or law enforcement of any type, uh, medical professionals, teachers, um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, so if I'm forgetting you, I apologize. No, we're pretty, we're pretty much, um, I, I'm teachers also. So. Yeah, so that's that's how the program works. And, you know, basically, 
it's kind of a thank you for service is the yeah, way it's structured. Definitely. So when our powers combined, yeah, then you we get, can give. You get a 25% give back on the commission, the real estate any commi- commission. Yeah, the commission that I make from the transaction. And then Will's doing a um, appraisal yes. uh, fee, which that, I mean, the VA, if it's a VA loan, those VA appraisals are 600 bucks. Um, a conventional or FHA appraisal is in the five hundred to six hundred dollar range as well. So yeah, depending on the property, but pretty yeah. hefty concessions on both ends there for that program. So that's great, both of you guys. For yeah, thank you for letting me it. talking. Letting me talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that you're probably looking forward to getting on your way and yeah. having a weekend. I right? know, but no, thank you guys for having me over here. Yeah, it was great. Well, really appreciate you Dan. coming down. Yeah, we and do appreciate you joining us on a Saturday. You know that personal time with your kids is yes. valuable and the three day weekend. Yeah, a nice long weekend. Day off <laughs> school on Monday. Gotta mm-hmm. love that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> love those days off. Yes, love. <laughs> okay, love well, Allie, thanks again, and um, I'd like to have you just share with our listeners one more time how they could get a hold of you uh, sure uh, you can go to com, or I have my phone number is 805-490-2629 wonderful well again thank you and enjoy the rest of your weekend it's a beautiful day out there and um, thank we'll you guys have you on again soon yeah no problem alright we are going to take a quick break here and we'll be back with the home stretch here of Mortgage Matters do stick around Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Linux. The most critical part of buying a home is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Pre-approved buyers are taken more seriously, enjoy a less stressful transaction, and close faster with no last-minute surprises. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543-LOAN. Central Coast is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Machine repairman. 
Got about 30 more minutes with you here on Mortgage Matters today. Hope you're enjoying the show. Talking a lot about heroes in our community and how they can uh, receive receive some discounts uh, when they're buying a home. Receive some little bit of extra cash to help with the closing costs or repair items. Yes, yes. And um, I see you're checking out the... Uh, yeah, our Homes for Heroes Facebook page. Yeah, the homes for or the local one for us is Central Coast Homes for Heroes. Um, it's not necessarily the exact same program as uh, as what Allie does, but it definitely can you know work in combination with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you are one of those people that uh, that uh, qualify for that program, it's definitely something that uh, you should check out. It can help you get into a property. Um, it can definitely make it cheaper. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I see a lot of people taking advantage of that, um, and it's just you know again a thank you for service for um, all the different heroes in our community, whether it's teachers, fire, police, medical. That's the one I forgot earlier. Firefighters. Oh, there we go. There you are, medical people. But I got them, but the firefighters. Yeah, those guys did a little bit of work for us down <laughs> there by bit. Ventura. And you don't say. <laughs> you yeah. don't. That was. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know. Did you see the picture where the uh, debris that was pushed under the bridge just Oh, created? that's crazy. Yeah. I actually had to go to Ventura um, this week, and I was at the city hall, and the fire burned right down to the back of the city hall. In really? Ventura. And the neighbors across the street, were their houses were gone. Yeah. That, and, that's tough. Uh, it's just sad. And I actually – Happened to see a, a maintenance guy for the city as I was walking into the city hall, and he said, "Yeah, we've we've replaced the fencing here already. And everything actually burned on the city hall property. Oh, and man. It was just crazy. It's but just it didn't right down touch the building. No. If you ever seen their their building, actually, it's a beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go to Ventura, you need to go to Ventura City Hall building. It's beautiful. Hmm. It's uh, but it's uh, more of a concrete kind of. Um, it's really not something that's going to be easy to burn." Gotcha. But uh, if you go, it's just a, it's an amazing building inside and out. If you ever get to Ventura, you got to go check that out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that area has definitely had a tough go. Fires, mudslides. Yeah, yeah. I I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, there, there's been a new loan program introduced for folks who've been affected by these natural disasters. Um, where you know FHA essentially has eliminated the down payment for folks who are trying to trying to buy a, a new home who've been um, you know taken their home's been taken from them from one of these natural disasters whether it's fire mudslide or whatever um, so FHA has made it a little bit easier to help those homeowners find a, a new replacement home yeah yeah Santa Barbara Ventura yeah definitely so. That's available. There's all these these interesting little side programs to the core um, loan programs that exist for for those situations. So, um, if that's something that that you're interested in or know anyone, let them know that that's available. Um, it's a, another good opportunity to help try to make a bad situation a tiny bit better. Yeah, you know, and there. The, 
rehabilitation loans have come back and, you know, loans to do, do remodeling and things like that have come back as well. So, you know, th- there's avenues. I mean, if you're in a, a really particular situation, it's definitely worth making a phone call to, to see what's available to you, you know, what could possibly help you out. Um, a lot of programs have come out and a lot of programs that used to exist that kind of went away through the financial crisis seem to be coming back. So if you've got a need, make the call because uh, there's too many of them to talk about, you know, in a two-hour radio show. Yeah. Well, so we we started the show talking a little bit about the – economic reports of the week and how they impacted markets, stock market. We started to touch a little bit on bond market and interest rates a little, but didn't get too far into that. So I thought we could just touch on interest rates a little bit. Yes. Um, This week I saw, I think Freddie Mac reported that we're at a four year high in interest rates. Um, So, you know, we always like to talk about lows in interest rates, but the reality is that since the first of the year, we've seen, a, a very deliberate move higher in the interest rate market every day just seems to be a gradual increase. Um, and now we see the 30 year fixed mortgage sitting where around four and a quarter percent, I'd say on a conventional loan, conventional loan, normal circumstances. Yeah. It's in, in that low four range. Uh, government loans are probably still in the high three to four range. Yeah. I was going to say right around 4% probably for that gov- govy loan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Things have definitely taken a little bit of a bump, but you know the reality is, even though it's a, a four-year high, uh, the last four years were an all-time low. Right. So even our high, eh, really not that high, um, but definitely has been the overall trend is moving in that direction. I would assume. Um, I, you know, obviously my opinion in four dollars will get you a cup of coffee. But I don't think it's going to take off to the races. I think it's something that's going to be a bit more of a gradual thing. Still continue the slow and steady pace we've been on? I I believe so because it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier when we were talking and said that, you know, even good things have a negative side. It's, you know, good and negative at one time. And it seems to be the case, you know, that as rates go up, the market responds negatively. And when the market responds negatively, rates kind of start to slow down or tick, you know, downward. So kind of a check and balance between the two. Yeah, it it makes it difficult for things to rise, you know, like a sky, like a rocket, you know. So kind of feel like particularly over the last few months, I've really felt like that uh, that idea has been reinforced by the actions that have taken place in the market. Mm -hmm. And it really just seems like. We're not going to be off to the races, but we are going to gradually move up, you know, because every move up creates a counteracting, you know, economic situation and it tends to fight the rise of the rate a little bit. And uh, but I also got to think that uh, over the long term, it has to go up. So, yeah, I mean, normal the normal mortgage interest rate market is is between six and eight percent. That's a normal market. Um, it wasn't that long ago that we saw interest rates in that range. I want to say it was around 2007, eight mm-hmm. that we, you know, we were doing loans around 6%. So that's, that's a more normal area for, for interest rates to be for mortgages. Um, so, you know, this week, uh, one of our loan officers was talking to me about, um, a homeowner who had a couple of investment properties that were in adjustable rate mortgages and they were, you know, in discussing their situation, 
you know, he thought that these these people would want to, you know, ride that low arm adjustable interest rate. You know, they're still in that fixed period, mm-hmm. um, you know, for as long as they could another couple of years before they'd finally be um, be willing to do something to move into a fixed rate mortgage. And, you know, their their adjustable rate mortgages were at, you know, three point eight seven five and four percent respectively between two properties. Yeah. And knowing that a fixed rate mortgage, you know, for a primary residence around four and a quarter investment properties, probably closer to four and a half. Um, you know, how long should they wait to think about doing a fixed rate mortgage? Yeah, they're about a they're they're enjoying a, a rate that's about a half a point lower than a current fixed yeah. rate mortgage. But, I, you know, if they wait another year or two years yeah. to put that into a fixed rate mortgage, what are they, what are they giving up? What's the, what's the interest rate going to be at that time? Well, if, if they're in an adjustable rate mortgage now, um, I would, and they plan to keep the property. I mean, that, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty big, a pretty big point of, or part of the equation. If the property's a long-term property, then my attitude is, unless you're towards the very end, which you wouldn't be if you're still in the fixed-rate portion of an arm, you're better off to do it now. Your your blended rate undoubtedly is going to end up better. And by that, I mean what you're going to miss out on that lower rate in that arm product versus the time and the money that's left um, to pay on that house. If you get the lower fixed-rate 30-year situation, you're going to end up in the end paying less money by the time you actually own the property outright. Mm-hmm. Now, if the property is a property where you have a two-year plan, that may not necessarily be the case. You know, the, the shorter uh, you plan, the shorter time period you plan to hold the property, maybe that doesn't necessarily math out to be sure to be correct. But you know, like I said, if it's a property that you plan to keep, you're going to be in for a while. Um, you don't have an exit strategy that's coming up relatively soon. Um, my opinion would be it's, it's time, it's time for you to, to pick up the phone and start making things happen for yourselves. Um, yeah, in the short term, you may pay a little bit more, but you're going to pay less for a much longer period than that little bit more. So that math's going to end up being to your benefit. Yeah. And we've already seen, I mean, since the first of the year, we've seen interest rates rise about, I don't know, half a percent somewhere in that ballpark, somewhere yeah. around a half a percent. Um, we still have what's expected to be multiple Fed rate hikes throughout this year. Mm. Um, you know, there's there, the expectations are that the Fed's going to raise rates another two to three times this year in quarter point chunks. So that will likely impact interest rates. And as we just saw here in the last three week period, um, if we continue to see wage growth and um, consumer price numbers moving higher. Um, that obviously was jolting markets and, and driving interest rates higher as well. So mm-hmm. whether it's the Fed action or just inflation um, um, action that we see in the economy, those two things could and, and likely will move interest rates higher. Um, so yeah, factor that in as you're, as you're, you're thinking about, about your moves. Oh, for sure. You know, and like I said, though, I still don't think it's going to just jet upwards. No, I think I, I think that those raises have an, an, a, like a, a dampering effect. The raises in rates as things increase, it, it pushes back on pricing and things along those lines, kind of dampers it down. 
But like I said, if you're if you're sitting in a property on an ARM product and you plan to keep it, yeah, it's time to move on it. Grab grab the rate while you can because it my again just my opinion. It's it's gonna tick up. It's gonna tick up over time. Yeah, I've heard some opinions here that um, that it wouldn't be unexpected to see a thirty year fixed mortgage in the low to mid five percent range by year end. And that's based on Fed rate hikes that are that are projected, um, and other mm-hmm. economic factors. And to me, that that doesn't necessarily seem out of the realm of of possible. If the Fed increases rates another three quarters of a point, and we see that pass through completely to mortgages, we'd be sitting at a five percent thirty year fixed mortgage. Yeah, no, it's definitely feasible. I mean, the last couple times, or. You know, most of the time when the Fed's raised the short-term window rate, it really hasn't had a direct effect. And sometimes it's had the opposite effect for a short period yeah. of time. But I, I don't think that what you're suggesting is anything out of the realm of possibility. I mean, that's definitely seems, you know, like something that's very, very possible to get to that point. And, you know, I'll tell you, for most of the time that I've done mortgages, it's been there or higher. Um, obviously I shouldn't say most of the time, the last, you know, for at least half the time, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last little bit of time obviously has been abnormally low, you know, but it, the thing is, is a lot of people's attitudes towards that is, is perspective. You know, what's happened in the most recent past. Cause I remember when I got my first loan, I had, I want to say it was right around 7%. And I, my parents were like, Oh, that's just amazing. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And everybody I talked to is like, tell me, you know, patting me on the back like I did great. Granted, <laughs> at that time, I knew nothing about loans. It's pretty good at math, you know, so I had a little bit of a grasp on what was going on. But, you know, the loan part of it, not so much. And, uh, you know, to me, I was like, oh, OK, I guess that's great and felt really good about myself and went on my day. But the reality is now we're in a situation where the the perspective's a little bit different. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean. It changes over time, and the most recent stuff's been relatively low, uh, or it's been historically low. Things now are still historically low, and when they hear that you know it's at a four-year, you know, that's the top of the four-year four-year high, yeah, yeah, that was a really high. It's not a hard word to pull, but right. I, I struggled with that. For a minute. <laughs> it's at a four-year high. You know, they they act or they think that it's it's a horrible thing. In reality, if you look back over time. Um, where we're at now is still extraordinarily low. I mean, it's still a very, very good time in the market. Are you seeing with your clients, are you seeing the rise in interest rates affecting their desire to purchase or their price point at which they can purchase? It can definitely affect price point, um, but really not so much. I'm not sure what it is about the North County, but people usually aren't testing the debt-to-income ratios. They're not usually pushing their boundaries, and I don't know if that is something specific to that area or not, um, but it, you don't see it super frequently. That's not to say you know somebody trying to get into their first house, FHA, government loan of some sort, low-down payment situation, that they're not pushing you know those boundaries. Th- those things do occur. It's just not a bulk of the people – and a lot of time, I mean, I've actually had people come in with a, a a higher sense of urgency. I mean, let's put it that way, to get into a house and get things done because of this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and there are certain loan programs like the USDA that's super restrictive. 
uh, are super restricted on the uh, front end debt ratio, which is just your income in comparison to just the housing expense, right? Mm-hmm. So that program super, super tight on that, that deal. And that program is very, very popular because it's a zero down payment and the mortgage insurance is really, really low. It's also geographically restricted and income restricted as well. So I, I've seen more people trying to get that product that are, that are kind of pushing that level and the, re- the rise in interest rate is undoubtedly affecting their ability to use that particular loan product, mm-hmm. you know, and if they need the, the hundred percent financing, then the answer is absolutely yes. You know, that's affected their ability to buy in the, in the dollar amount of the property that they're able to purchase. Um, and aside from that USDA loan, to your point, I, th- I think we see – we experience people who aren't – they're very well qualified on the, on the monthly cash flow side, but it's harder to come up with that down payment number. Oh, totally. That, that's, where the, that's where people are you know, reaching out to family to assist with that, to get that – minimum and maybe have a couple months of reserves in the bank and stuff like that. But we don't see as often people who are pushing those upper ends of affordability um, with on, a monthly, on a monthly basis. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I think that's a product of the area that we're in and it's a high cost area. You know, when the, when the median home price is, you know, a half a million plus, you know, it, it makes that down payment situation or that upfront situation quite a bit more difficult. Um, you know, if you live in an area where the median home price is 120,000, obviously it's a whole lot easier to come up with, you know, 24,000 than 240,000, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I, you know, I think that that's definitely a part of it, but you know, as far as affordability, um, some affordability effects, but I, I still think it's, it's not, not as, I think nationally, that's probably a bigger problem than we have locally. Okay. Let's put it that way. Um, we are going to step aside here for the final, final break of the show. Are we ready to do that? We are ready. All right. Ready, willing. We're going to take our last break, catch our breath here, wrap this whole thing up, and get about get on with our weekend. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. It's time. Um, all right. Let's take our last break, and we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change. Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your host, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Nice job there on the hero message. That's right. We did spend a little bit of time in the show talking about the heroes in our community and some of the discounts that are available to them in a real estate transaction. You work with an agent like Allie McGuckin at Realty Pros, um, and she's offering our heroes a 25% commission refund towards closing costs or repairs or things like that. And our very own Will Barnaby for whether it's refinance or a purchase transaction for our local heroes will offer a free appraisal, which will save several hundred dollars off of your transaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's good stuff. So if that's sounding like you and you happen to be in the market for a loan, um, give us a call. We'd love to help you out and help you get a little, save a little bit of money. Um, so we've got just about, oh, 10 minutes or so here. I was just looking ahead at next week um, to kind of see if it's going to be an action-packed news week or not. And it doesn't look like there's too much exciting stuff coming out next week. So should be fairly quiet. And usually when I say something like that, it's going to be anything but. So. Yeah, I think there's enough other things going on in the background at the moment that maybe it won't be. Yeah. I mean, I understand there's not a lot of economic data coming out next week, but uh, we'll see. And we do have a um, a bank holiday on Monday. So banks will be closed. Title escrow will be closed. Mortgage companies will be closed for the most part. Yeah, the county. No recording. Right. Yeah, so no fundings. So Monday is going to be a quiet day. A lot of the kids are out of school. Yes, yes. So, mine are out of school for, I think, the second or third Monday in a row. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but they've getting a lot of vacation this year. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. President's Day. Well, I think Lincoln's last birthday. Yeah, Lincoln's birthday, President's Day is this next one. January we had Martin Luther King. Yeah. For us, we in the in the banking world, the financial world, we only get we get the presidents lumped into one day. Yeah, yeah. And I it used to be I remember as a kid, it used to be Washington had a day and Lincoln had a yeah. day, but mm-hmm. then they just got lumped into President's Day. But now I'm seeing that Lincoln gets a day again. Yeah, and then. But where's what happened to Washington? Yeah, the, uh, I'm not no, sure. The guy I'm that started. Sure. He's the first country. president. Yeah, you know. Man. Hey, I don't know. Have you seen that? Com- I think it's Toyota Thon or whatever. Where they're arguing. <laughs> hey, how do we get lumped in together? Did, didn't we both have birthdays? <laughs> anyway, I just find it very funny. <laughs> I understand the 16th president, you know, end the Civil War and sure. bring the country back together. Oh, yeah. So that's about the first one that kind of got the con- right? country yeah. going and yeah, crossed yeah, the yeah, Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Got this <laughs> whole presidential thing kicked off. Oh, yeah. First, first, <laughs> first one to give it a shot. Yeah. Oh. So... Yeah, it does look like a quiet week next week. We are going to have some home sales, existing home sales data coming out. And um, I don't know, nothing else really is too exciting to me. We're going to see the Fed minutes from the last meeting come out. So that can potentially be market moving. Um, but otherwise, not too much as far as the economy goes. Um, what are you expecting? Uh, you know, I really don't know. Anymore, I even hesitate to say because of uh, the action lately has been so <clears throat> volatile. And a lot of it, I think, is created by, you know, perception of what's going to happen. The Fed played a role. The rates rising played a role. We'll see. But, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of background noise going on and other things that are happening at the moment. And I think that those may be market movers. But I don't know. I don't I don't anticipate back to a thousand point a day moves <laughs> like we had there for a minute. I yeah. think it I think it probably play out maybe even a little calmer than last week um maybe equivalent to last week but who knows i could totally be wrong so yeah just to recap on the stock market the week two weeks ago we saw crazy volatility yeah um we saw you know the stock market run off about 2500 points which is about a 10 percent correction um which isn't unusual to have a correction of that size. It's probably just unusual to have it happen so quickly with such volatility. But the 10% correction in itself is not an unusual move for a market that has gone up so dramatically. Yeah, but it usually doesn't happen, you know, 5% in a day. Right. So yeah, that, that part was pretty unusual. But now since then, this week, we have seen, well, in starting you know, two Fridays ago, we have seen us recover nearly 1,500 points of that 2,500-point runoff. Yes. So now we're sitting around 1,000 points or so below the all-time low in the in the Dow Jones. Yes. So for anyone who was, you know, fearing that the sky was falling, it, it doesn't seem that that's happened. The sky's still up there. It's still blue. Still hanging uh, out yeah. there. And, uh, and so I, I feel like there's some... some calmness returning at least in um the general perception and then interest rates i'm really keeping my eye on the 10-year treasury yield right now i saw that thing hit a a high at least a relatively recent high of 2.9 percent yes this week so that's something i'm keeping my eye on um as i see that 10-year yield approach three percent and if it crosses over, that's when I start to think that we're going to see another, 
I, I, I want to say more dramatic move in rates, but again, I'm, I'm with you. I think that the moves are going to be slow and steady, but we will see things, you know, it tends to jump a little, yeah, little increment. So if, if that 10 year treasury yield hits three and, uh, and moves higher than three, then, then we're going to enter a new realm of, of interest rate environment. Oh, I totally agree. And then the 2.9 thing was even a threshold that it was, it struggled to break for a long time. It sure time. did. It struggled to break past that threshold. It, it, once it did, I mean, it's at this point, I think we closed below that somewhere in the mid 2.8 range, but the reality is, is once it's tested at one time and shown that it can go above that, then it obviously makes it that much or seems to make it that much easier to go back above it again. So Yeah. It's uh, it was a big deal, I think, even to cross the two point nine, um, and once it crosses three, I do think that you'll see, you know, another bump like the one we saw earlier. When yeah, we went out of the threes into the low fours. So we did see the ten year Treasury yield close this week at two point eight seven, just kind of where it's been been hanging out for the yeah. last week or two. The mid two point eights. Yeah. yeah. So, but we did, like we said, test a high there at at two point nine. Interest rates at a at a four year high. Yes. Um, so, you know, it doesn't seem to necessarily be affecting existing transactions as far as people's appetite to buy or refinance. But it, I think, if anything, it's getting it's. And I've heard it from more than one person this past week that you know, if they haven't done something already, now's the time to do it. They they're they're thinking that rates are going to continue to go up. So doing something sooner than later is is the correct course of action to take advantage of still relatively cheap money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't... I know we're so used to 3 and 4% interest rates, but you got to look out bigger than that. When you get a mortgage, it's 15, 20, 30-year commitment. Um, you look back 15, 20, 30 years, 4%, 4.5% interest rates are... An incredible deal by historical standards. Absolutely. So don't get caught up in your your you know take the blinders off. Look outside of just the past couple year window and realize that this is still an incredible opportunity and it's moving higher. So if if a refinance could benefit you, I suggest that you get serious about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I've saw I've seen a lot of people that, that like I said, the sense of urgency is picking up. But if if you're looking to buy, it, it's undoubtedly. Most likely, your best opportunity is now. The sooner, the better. So, um, you know, we'd love to help you if you're in the market to buy a home. We'll, you know, pre-qualification is a free and, and easy process. We require a couple of years tax returns, a couple of your past pay stubs, and two months of bank statements to get that process going. Pre-qual- we'll, we can pre-qualify you. Um, same day and put you in a position to make offers on homes. It's something we love helping people with, love helping you uh, plan out the budget, plan out how you're going to come up with money for down payment and closing costs. Um, we, you know, we love helping buyers, whether you're experienced or new to buying a home. It's something we, we really enjoy. And again, it's a free process. So you can start that process by applying online. Uh, our website is centralcoastlending.com. If you're, if you like the more personal touch, we'd love to invite you into the office and start that process. You can give us a call at any one of our locations by ringing 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. And um, and we can get that process off and rolling. If you're looking to refinance, you know, we're seeing people refinance to get rid of mortgage insurance, 
take cash out of their property that's appreciated so much in the last few years um, or to pay off debt that's accumulated and get in a nice low fixed rate. These are all reasons that we're seeing people come into the office. Um, So give us a call. We hope we can help you out. And uh, we'll be back next week with another Mortgage Matters. So uh, thanks for being with us this weekend. Enjoy the nice, long President's Day holiday. We'll see you next week.